What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. Uh, your what episode is this, Jack? Thirty-two. Yes, thirty-two. You are listening to episode thirty-two of the Hogline Podcast. We have Jack on the call. We have we have TJ as well. Yo, how you guys, how you guys doing tonight? Great. We're well. We're doing well. <laughs> we're we're in good health. That's good. That's always good. Um, uh, let's see. We have a lot to talk about today. The Masters wrapped up. Uh, today, this morning, early afternoon-ish, times got moved up because of the bad weather. Uh, we'll be talking about that and the big winner, as everyone knows. Uh, we'll be talking about the NHL playoffs as well, what's stood out to us so far through the first uh, about week or so of the NHL playoffs. And to close out the show, we'll be doing uh, an NFL mock draft for the first 10 picks or so. Jack and I are going to alternate uh, being whoever's on the clock. So, yeah, that's going to be our episode today. Cool. Get into it. Um, first and foremost, the Masters wrapped up today. Tiger Woods wins his first major since, 2000, what was it, 2008, guys? 2008 right? U.S. Open, yep. And he was playing with a torn ACL. He was. We were there. Me and Jack were. No, we weren't. Yeah, we worked. Oh, we went to the 2007 one. Yeah. You, you, I think we'd remember if we saw a, a, a Tiger major win. Yeah. Yeah. I I uh, always get that confused for some reason. I don't know why. But, yeah, 2008 was his last major win, the U.S. Open. He won the Masters in 2005. 2005 is his last Five, Yeah, yeah. I, I, they, they said it a billion times, so I don't know why I didn't remember that. But, yeah. He won in 1997 for the first time. That was my birth year. So there, 21 years later, he wins again. There, there you go. Uh, well, he won a bunch of in-between. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, yeah, but his first <laughs> Masters win. We get it. Sure. We, we understand what you were saying. Um, yeah, so Tiger wins. He was 13 under on the day. Went in Going in today, he was 11, two behind uh, Francesco Molinari. Um, and yeah. today he won like he's never won before. He's never come from behind to win a major. Until yeah, they, wow. all, they also said that a billion times, too. He's never won. You're right. Uh not when he wasn't leading after 54 holes, he never won, and today was his first time doing that. So yeah, that's obviously big moment for that. Uh, I have a few notes written down. I I always like every time I'm watching a major, I kind of like take notes because if well, however, since I've been doing this podcast and because uh, there's there's a lot you have to kind of remember, I guess in a way. So I always write stuff down. Um, Molinari was kind of in control, I thought. Up until holds well, but the first uh, 12 holes, I really thought he was going to hang on, but he kind of just imploded there. The last six, um, yeah, he had that he had that water shot on 12. He double bogeyed, yeah. and then he double bogeyed on 15, I think, as well. So yep. two, two out of those four holes, he got two doubles on. Uh, but I was kind of surprised because we, Jack, uh, uh, myself, and Kevin recorded an episode that never got aired, but it did, it did air. It did air? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Th- that's the one that kind of got messed up. But in that yeah. episode, I don't know if the, the part where I'm about to reference got in there or not. But uh, I said if Francisco Fran- – I was called Francisco. It's Francesco. Yeah. If Francesco can get out to like an, a lead uh, through 54 holes or whatever, I thought that he would, like, you know, be pretty, like, steady on the final day. And he kind of was for the first 12, but he just choked it away. But – um, right, just because he's such a consistent golfer, like did, was his first twelve holes, he made he, one bogey through the first 
66 holes. Exactly. Like that's just like on, on a Sunday, votes. if you have consistency like that on a on a Sunday, like uh, guys will choke. So like consistency, like Molinari has is key. Yeah, that's what um I another I have another thing written down here. Nick Faldo, who's like you know he he kind of uh sir yeah uh he said it best I think he said it's kind of like a marathon like you kind of just have to hang behind the leaders and then whoever makes the least amount of mistakes you just kind of have to wait for everyone else to make their mistakes and then at like the last home stretch you kind of have to sneak sneak ahead and that's pretty much what Tiger did like I feel like everyone made like had their moments where they just kind of didn't they kind of went off the rails for a little bit but he never like, if he made some mistakes, it was kind of, like, minor compared to everyone else. Like, he kind of just was always hanging around and was always – he never fell too far behind, which is obviously why he won. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he played great. Uh, the shot – I mean, the, I think the moment where he won it was on 16 when he had the – Yeah. He had, he was his, pretty, yeah, his approach shot, yeah. Whatever, four or five feet. No, that's the par three. So, it was, like – he hit it to, like, I don't know how far, but it was – a very easy makeable yeah. birdie. You That's could say that, but then if you look back, if Brooks Kepka makes that five footer on the last hole, right? Yeah, I, uh, I don't think that was that really five feet. I think it was longer. It was, more than it was five like feet. six, six feet maybe. It was within eight feet. It was downhill too. Yeah, but I mean, I know, I know. Like it is a makeable putt, but I wouldn't say like it's something he should have had. And it's not like Tiger made bogey. Because he played the whole conservative, he, he his knew. second shot hit a tree, which caused him to have to let laid up. Did it hit a tree? I thought he yeah. was just trying to. Okay, all right. Yeah, I, I thought I he did, tell. but I I thought he laid up, but then um, my dad said no, it hit the tree. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if he, it, yeah, I guess you can't say, but you kind of got that vibe that he was going to. Oh well. He, he was up two two strokes going the last two, which obviously isn't a safe lead, but I could kind of tell. Like, it was the way things were progressing. Um, another thing I've – also, Dustin Johnson played really well. I have written that down. He really came alive in the back nine. I think he shot four under, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Um, so he played really well. He kind of like – he was kind of just like down there, like on the second page of the leaderboard, and then he kind of just shot up at the end, which was um, – I don't know. He just, I just feel like he came out of nowhere, and – like, he was kind of just there at the end. Yeah, he had um, a good Sunday. He was the clubhouse leader at one point. So, yeah, it was good. Uh, what else have I written down? There were, on hole 12, there were, I, I think they said this, within the last two, like, the two final groups, four four out of them, four of the six got double bogeys and four water shots. So, hole 12 was not uh, very kind to the final two groups. Yeah, and historically, that's just a, That's you know. the Spieth chokehold. Yeah, exactly. Ha-ha, <laughs> suck it, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, uh, what else do I have? That Cantley guy, what's his first name? Patrick Cantley. Uh, Patrick, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he was down seven entering today, and he he had the, the lead. He was the... Uh, he he was barely the made himself. the cut. I know, yeah, he was... Did he? He had, oh. the, he had the lead by himself when he was going into 16. So I was just like he played really well. Um, I think they 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 showed like the largest comebacks in Masters history, or even I think it was Masters history, not like major tournament history. Wow, uh, that was like up there as one of the top ones. If he obviously he didn't do that, but it would have. Um, what else? Yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. Tiger, 
like I said, he, it, it, it all comes down to who makes – everyone's going to make some type of mistake, but whoever makes the fewest. And uh, it was yeah. just a special day, to be honest. Uh, I don't know. It's just I never – I also said on the episode that only half of it got aired. I said that he would never win again, and obviously I was proved wrong. Proved Big wrong. time wrong. Yeah. Did Did you see uh, Phil's greatest uh, chirp of all time at Coocher? What do you say? I didn't see it. He posted an Instagram video saying when he was playing with Coocher yesterday, saying, uh, "No side bet with Coocher today because you know he don't. Even if I won, he'd only pay me point zero six percent of my winnings. Take." No, the listeners probably have no clue what we're talking about, but Kucher uh, gypped his uh his well, his caddy. He, well, he, he got a signed caddy, a yeah. caddy in Mexico or something and won, and he paid the caddy like not that a lot. 0.06% of his winnings. Wow. I hate Kucher so much. Why? You don't remember the, who said that, Mitchell? Yeah. yeah. Well, remember the U.S. Open? You don't. Uh, you don't remember or no? When we were there, he got mad at because yeah, he, he was, was taking playing, a while. He was playing with his amateur on Sunday, and he was ta- the amateur was taking a while. Not taking even taking a while. The amateur was just playing bad. So I guess Kucher was just frustrated because he had to play with the, someone who was playing slow. And then like he walked off. He Kucher finished out the hole and walked off the green, and uh, the. The kid, he uh, he missed the putt, and Kucher yelled out some expletives, and he was just, yeah. So I don't like Kucher, and I was happy about the, I was happy the caddy story was released just to show everyone how terrible he is. Um, <laughs> we need to get Kucher on the show. I would love it. Uh, Matt, it'll, it'll be like on Barstool, uh, Bar- Frankie Borelli versus Bryson DeChambeau. I hate, I hate Bryson too. Because he putts with the flagstick in from two feet. Yeah. He's got weird hats. And he, he was complaining after Chambers Bay. I don't know. He's just not a good guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, he's see, I he's don't just, like He's either. quirky. He's quirky? That's, a, that, that's yeah. how you're describing him? He's yeah. stupid. Yeah. It just, just wear a normal hat. That's all I have to say about it. Yeah, that's too. Like, come on. <laughs> Um, do you guys know if the rain actually happened? I mean, I assume it actually did get bad. It was raining while it, it was going. It, it rained for a certain time during it. I think when the leaders were on 13, I have written down here, the rain kind of picked up. It uh, was more the wind that affected the... Yeah. No, that's that's true. But anyway, Tiger proved me wrong. Uh, so congratulations to him. What do you guys think... How do you think he goes from here? Do you think he's going to continue playing this way? Or oh yeah, I think he'll be good. I think he'll be. Yeah, he'll be. Yeah, he'll be. He'll be good as long as his body holds up. Whenever that is, I think the next time he gets hurt, he's done. He won a major again. Like I don't think he's gonna push to come back as hard. That's true. How he's forty two or three. Forty three, I think. Forty three. Um, I just think when you like. You have greats like that. I feel like this can kind of translate to any sport. Like, at some point or another, like, their greatness is going to shine. Like, I don't know. Like, when you throw Tiger, even after all this stuff he's been through, and you throw him into a situation like that, like, on Sunday, like, approaching leaderboard, I feel like his, his, like, 
like overall prowess or really greatness. I don't know what the word I'm trying to look for is, but we'll just allow him to excel, which it did today. And I'm happy for him. Like it's just a, obviously a great story. Like I, I, I bash on the sport of golf a lot, but the 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 the, the golfer inside of me uh, felt for him, and I was actually getting like a little emotional. It was, it was uh, yeah, it was cool. The hug with his kids. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, I mean, I think all of the golf community kind of rallies around him. The GC loves TW. The what? The golf oh, community the golf loves Tiger Woods. Loves Tiger Woods, yeah. But yeah, I don't know, you just see, like, there were so many guys waiting to congratulate him when yeah. he walked off. So I, I really think everyone is rooting for him. I mean, not like, I mean, obviously everyone wants to compete against him. and, and except, him. Pat, except Pat Perez. Pat Perez. <laughs> um... Yeah, Patrick Reed. What did he finish at? I think he had. Like, I think he like, shot even. Yeah, not the strongest showing from Patrick Reed, the defending champ. But they never. Know. The defending champ never does anything. Yeah. And what Tiger was the last one to repeat. Is he gonna repeat again? How do you put it on yourself? What? How do you put the jacket on yourself? You have to take it off and you have to put it back. No, on. I, I, I don't think it's you. It's uh. It's not the amateur winner who presents it. I, I think it's the champ. It might what? be the chairman who presents it. If you win back-to-back? Yeah, I forget. Just have Jim Nance do it. Yeah, I think Jim Nance would do it. That'd be cool with that. <laughs> um, yeah, any other words? It was, it was pretty exciting. Um, I, it got, I think, honestly, the moment where it really opened up was like when the leaders got the 12 and like Molinari kind of fell apart. I feel like yeah. that's when everything yes. started to intensify. Yeah. So, yeah. It, I, I mean, not that it wasn't exciting before, but, like, everyone was kind of just, like, staying where they were in the beginning of the day, and then really things started to progress from there. Um, yeah. So that was the Masters. The PGA is the next majors, the first time. Uh, oh, that's right. I forgot. He played in May. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, so I, I think, I don't know, there's, like, all four of the majors are within, like, an 100-day span. I think someone said that. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know where I heard that either. But so they're all, it's going to come pretty quickly. Um, so it'll be a fun summer for golf. Yeah. Uh, we're going to move on to the NHL playoffs. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the things that stood out to us so far as our uh, five-ish days, I think, into the playoffs. So, yeah. I guess we can start off this. We can get the elephant. Uh, the ele- we can address the elephant in the room. Uh, TJ's Islanders are up on our Penguins 3 nothing. Um, TJ was at game two. Yes, I was. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about that and just the whole series in general? Uh, should I start with game one? I guess so. Whatever. Uh, game one was um, Islanders won 4-3 in overtime. Yeah, it was, that was that was an exciting game. Probably yeah, that, that's game. been the closest game of the series. Even though most of the series had, it's been um, like you wouldn't think it was that it's three zero, but the Islanders haven't dominated. Every game has been close until the end. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I think now obviously the Islanders haven't lost three in a row all year, and I think they lost to three in a row once, but it was two shootout losses, so that doesn't even count. So we'll, if the Penguins were to come back, it would be ridiculous. And I don't want to talk like it's over because <laughs> I'm too superstitious. But 
I had the Islanders winning in six before the series started. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, Penguins have scored, what is it, now two goals in the past two games? Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel you- like all around, Pens have just been not playing well. Obviously, only two goals the last two games, that's not good. But, like, even our defensemen aren't playing well. Like, as we, we talked about it before, but Latang doesn't really look great this series. Uh, Oli oh. Mata, um, what game? Yeah. Game one, he, or... He, he didn't play today. I don't remember if he played game two, but he hasn't looked good. I didn't notice him game two. We put in Jack Johnson, who was a healthy scratch in game one, and uh, he's been fine, I guess. I don't know. Our defensemen, I, I feel like, I, just haven't impressed me. Obviously, offensively, we're not even putting the, the puck in the net. And, yeah. yeah. And the Islanders have one of the worst offenses in the league. Right. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. The question I was going to ask you guys is, would you would you consider the Penguins' offensive uh, struggles more to just the Penguins not, you know, producing, like, putting enough shots in goal? Or would you say that the Islanders' defense and, like, Leonard are uh, it's, playing It's well? the defense. In yeah. my I mean, it's a both. I mean, Leonard has a 950 save percentage in the series. But the Islanders have been playing playoff hockey all year long. Most of their games, they will are uh, two-to-one games, and I think the Islanders are now 41-2-2 when they score three goals, so the second they get that third goal, it's over. Wow. Yeah. And they were also the number one defensive team this year, and so it's it's not a surprise that they're shutting out, not shutting them out, but shutting down one of the best teams. Yeah. And Leo Komarov has two more points than Crosby in the series. <laughs> And most of the people watching this shouldn't know who Leo Komarov is. So, <laughs> yeah, that just uh, that says all you need to know right there. Yeah, unless uh, you're a Leafs fan. Yeah. Okay, TJ, right. TJ and I have been saying that the winner of this series will be in the Eastern Conference Finals because we think that the Caps are going down to the winner of this series, no doubt. Mm. Oh yeah, Barry Trotz is the reason the Caps finally made it out of round two and won the cup. He got Ovechkin to actually play defense. Um, yeah, no, you, you're right. You're, I mean, that's pretty much spot on. Um, and I obviously, for your sake, TJ, but I don't really care about jinxing it for the Islanders. But it looks like the Islanders will win this, and I'm excited to uh, potentially see them in the Caps in the second round because I don't know. I want to yeah. see Rots go against his old team. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, so when's the next game? Next game's on Tuesday, Tuesday. right? Tuesday. Yeah, so we'll see if that's the end. Hopefully, the for our sake, the Penguins can keep it alive, but we will see on Tuesday. Um, another, probably the biggest surprise in the playoffs is the, the Blue Jackets. Tonight, the game ended, right, TJ? Yeah, it's over. So the Blue Jackets are now up 3-0 on perhaps the best regular season team ever in the Tampa Bay Lightning. Set the they tied the most wins in a single season for NHL and wins, um, and they are now down. They find themselves down 3-0 to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, yeah, pretty surprising. TJ always uh, told me the other night, like, imagine putting a five dollar bet on the the Jackets to sweep. Probably yeah. make a lot of money. I don't even know what the uh, I wish I knew what the odds were, but you can't. 
go yeah. back and find odds. So what do you got? Sure. I mean, I haven't really watched many of these games, but like, what do you what do you think's wrong with the Lightning? What are they doing? What are uh, they doing? Not doing. Well, Columbus has a they're a better team than an eight seed to start. They just like once they made all those trades at the deadline, they took them a little while to get going, but like. They're, I don't know, Bobrovsky's finally playing well on defense, uh, on in goal. He's finally stopping the puck in the playoffs. <laughs> and it's just been, honestly, dominance. It's, the games haven't even been close. Yeah, it's... Aside uh, from the first period of the game one, when Tampa was up 3 nothing, it's been dominance. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, they were up 3 nothing, And was the, fi- the finals 4-3. Five. Columbus. Five? Was there an empty netter? Uh, I thought I thought they got an empty netter. If they didn't, it Whatever. was yeah. no, it was four three. You're right. That's just wild. That's a comeback like that. Yeah, and then they beat them today or tonight, and then uh, I think game four four is on Tuesday. Yeah, so I'm gonna guess Tampa wins that one, but you never know. It's well, it's in Columbus, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's in Columbus. Columbus. They've never won a series. Actually, they've never gotten to three wins in a series until tonight. Yeah, the new territory for the Blue Jackets. Um, yeah. Anyway, like I don't know. You, you can you can kind of see a trend here. Like we talked about with the Islanders, and now with the Blue Jackets. Like if your goalie is playing well, always whoever has the hot goalie seems to uh, yes. do very well, and that seems to be yeah. That's you know, what it is in the playoffs. And. Uh, yeah, the other series. Is anybody else have anything to say about? No, no, no. That? Yeah, you can go on. I, I was. I was I, gonna I get into a series to talk about, but yeah, I was gonna talk about the Bruins Leafs series because I got. I wanted to talk about that before it started, but I'm just gonna. The I'm gonna say what I was gonna say had I gotten to say it before it started. Okay, well it's one one, right? Yeah, it's one to one. So. It's, so it's pretty much like a best of five now at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. The. Leafs have zero chance of beating the Bruins. I wonder why. Why, why do you think that? <laughs> I'll give you multiple reasons why. <laughs> one, JT's only won one series in his career. One, he is a disease. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, actually, it has nothing to do with JT. They just they don't beat Boston. It never happens. They were up 4-1 to one in Game 7 with five minutes left. In Boston and lost that series. Oh. It's in their head. They're going to lose in five. So you think so you think it, oh, wow. I will eat my words. If Not if they lose in like six or seven. If the Leafs beat the Bruins, I will eat my words. Like what? you can wrote, that's just not going to happen. You can, uh, you have to do something if they do. Because you're so, you seem so confident. I want you to, what should we make them do, Jack? If the Leafs win. I'm not buying a Tavares Leafs shirt. Oh. If you want to buy it, I'll wear it. But I'm not. What immediately came to my mind was he used to drink a whole bottle of ketchup. But I like like the Tavares thing much better. I've seen someone do that. That's disgusting. (laughs) So if we buy it, will you wear it? Where do I have to wear it? Um, don't waste money on a jersey. Don't spend too much. No, 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 no. We'll get next, you a- next Islanders game you go to. No, no. <laughs> I will do that if the Leafs beat the Islanders in the in the 
Eastern Conference Finals. Okay. All right. That that's a deal. All right. We have made an on the air uh, bet. Yeah, and I'll tell you exactly why because they ain't beating the Bruins, and they're not beating Columbus probably now, and they aren't beating the Islanders. Oh, I want this to happen so bad. So, if, so if the Leafs beat the Eastern Conference Finals. How would I just have to wear it outside the stadium? I'm not going into the building. No, TJ, TJ, you're doing this. If the no. Leafs, to recap, if the Leafs beat the Islanders in the Eastern Conference Finals and go to the Stanley Cup, the next Islanders game you go to, you have to wear a T-shirt jersey of John Tavares on the Maple Leafs that Jack and I purchased together. And That's drink it. a bottle of ketchup. And drink a bottle of ketchup. I'll do the bottle of ketchup if they just beat the Bruins. Okay, all right, fine. Brew, if they beat the Bruins, you're drinking ketchup. If all of that other stuff happens, you drink the ketchup and you wear the thing to the game. Okay, well, so is the other bet, is that if the Leafs beat the Capitals, it, then I don't have to do it. It's oh, just yeah, the Leafs got to beat the Islanders. They have to beat the Islanders. And then yeah, the, next, yeah, yeah. the next game after that you go to, you wear the thing. You wear oh, the fine. shirt. Okay, there you go. There you have it, folks. Nice. Um, I, I, I agree. I agree with TJ, though. I don't think any of that's going to happen. No, the Leafs will be – they got three games left in their season. Yeah, because I, I, I didn't release my NHL bracket to the Hogline fan base, but I had the Bruins winning the Stanley Cup. So I had – well, they will the, the bracket that I did for NHL.com, I had Islanders over Sharks, but that's just because you I didn't – I actually do think the Bruins are going to win the cup, but I didn't want to enter a pool with a bunch of, like, if you're going to come in first out of millions of people, you got to go bold. Yeah, no, I, I, um, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Um, but yeah, yeah, I guess. And the Leafs, Nazem Kadri is going to get suspended. He's got an in-person hearing in New York tomorrow. They have a seven o'clock game at, at Toronto. All of the hearings usually are over the phone. If you get an in-person, I think it's a minimum five-game suspension so or something I, like that. What did this guy do? I don't even know. He just, out of nowhere, just skated up to Tory Krug and just drilled him right in the head when they were losing 4-1 to one late in the third. All right. Well, it sounds like that guy's season's over. He got suspended last year in the series against the Bruins, I think. The Bruins just... They're uh, they're living rent free in that guy's head then. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anything else? That's uh, it's been pretty good. Uh, uh, NHL playoffs are always pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, we'll see how it goes. I just last thing I'm gonna say about that series, I can't wait to the Toronto media just rips into Matthews and Tavares after they lose because it's not Toronto's not a fun place to play if you're not winning. And they certainly haven't done a lot of that. I'm sure you've wanted that since the since July. I feel like you've been waiting waiting for this. Moment. Oh well, it started early when he didn't score. Like I don't know, the Leafs like started the year kind of like iffy when they were already saying worst signing ever. And like Jesus. Yeah, no. Like, I think I spoke on the podcast at how it was a joke that it, they were already saying that. Yeah, that's pretty extreme. Obviously, I mean, they still had a good year regardless. I mean, they, they made the playoffs, so they still had a good year regardless. But, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, all right, so Jack and I are going to do an NFL mock draft. We're going to alternate uh, being each team. TJ's going to chime in whenever he sees fit. Does TJ, TJ want to be commissioner? Sure. And then, right. I, 
And then I uh, also get to release my NBA bracket as my yeah, ex. No, a, a, after this, Tita's going to put the wow. NBA bracket as well. So we got a lot of stuff here. We uh, do, yeah. Four sports. All right, yeah, yeah. let's, let's get gonna, to it then. We're going to cover our bases. TJ, you're the commissioner. Uh, you should probably pull up the draft order yeah. so you can go through the thing. But uh, I'm the Cardinals, so you can announce my – you say the Cardinals are on the court. We're alternating back and forth, by the way. I don't know yeah, if that was said. Mitchell's starting off. So announce the pick, TJ. Go ahead. With the first pick. Well, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually say my own pick, but now on the clock, the Arizona Cardinals. Thank you, Commissioner. Um, we have the first pick on the Arizona Cardinals, and uh, this may come as a surprise because all the mock drafts and all the experts are not projecting this, but as the the Arizona Cardinals are gonna take Quinn and Williams, uh, defensive tackle from Alabama. Uh, I uh, I think he's going to be the best player in this draft. I think he is the safest player in this draft. I think he is going to be one of the best run stoppers in the NFL in a few years. And I think he's really good. And I obviously in Alabama, I got to see him a lot. And uh, I just think he's going to be the best player in this draft. So I that's why I think we should take him as the Arizona Cardinals. Obviously, we're a team with a lot of holes. And I think Williams is going to be really good. So I know a lot of people have us getting Murray, but... Also, I'm a firm believer that Josh Rosen, uh, I still believe in his talent, so I don't really think that Murray will be the best fit for us. And I think that once Josh Rosen has better weapons, like once David Johnson gets utilized properly, and uh, you know we still have got still got Fitzgerald for a year, Christian Kirk's gonna ball out, and we can potentially draft some other playmakers later in the draft. But uh, Quinn and Williams is my pick here, and I think that's what I want to go with. I definitely agree with all the the uh, the Rosen stuff you were saying. Also believe in Rosen, and I mean the the no quarter no rookie quarterback is gonna thrive in such an abysmal offense like that last season. I mean it was I I think it was the worst rated offense, maybe points wise. I don't know exactly. I don't have a stat on that, but like no rookie quarterback is gonna succeed in that. And he has I think Rosen is the most talented quarterback to many surprises in last year's draft. So yeah. 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 And if you would have, he had a better season than Peyton Manning's rookie year. So, uh, well, pe- people always say that, but Peyton Manning really did have a really bad rookie year. And obviously, <laughs> he turned out to be one of the best quarterbacks ever, but yeah. uh, it's, it's really uh, the offensive line. And obviously, it's not really going to change that much. But I think now that they'll have Cliff Kingsbury in, I don't know how I feel about Kingsbury as their coach, but he's definitely an offensive mind, whereas Steve Wilkes, who's their old coach, was more of a defensive mind. And I think just uh, one year into the league, I think Rosen's going to do better. And I still believe in him. So I don't know. I, I still think they're taking Kyler. I know this is what I this is what I would do if I were the Cardinals. I, I think they will take Kyler, but I'm taking Williams if I were the Cardinals. I agree. Um, yeah. So, TJ, do you, you know who's next? You want to say it? Yeah, let me look it up. Okay. Well, you're not good, Commissioner. Now on the clock, San Francisco, 49ers. All right, San Francisco, go ahead. Um, with the second pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, uh, the 49ers select uh, edge rusher. That's not the official name <laughs> or position. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought that Bosa. was his name. Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. There you go. I was about to say Joey Bosa. I I always say Joey Bosa, but well, so good job. I 
think I disagree with your your Quinn Williams uh, statement on best player in the draft. Mm, I don't know. It's tied between him and someone else. I think Bosa will be one of. I mean, he's a top pick, but whatever. I see. I see, obviously. I I think I see the uh, his brother comparison. I mean, it's hard not to ignore that same name. But I think I they have. What's his name? Nick Bosa, better college stats. No, he's bigger. He's a he, he's bigger than Joey Bosa, and I think that I mean the Niners don't have a good defense. They can honestly use any of these guys, but yeah, they they need a playmaker on D, and I think that Bosa would be a good fit there. He could be a good fit anywhere. And the good news for them is they're not as bad as their record. They just their quarterback. Right. Exactly. So like, at, bring back Garoppolo. And add Bosa or any of these edge rushers, they could be a good team in a division. If if the Seahawks, if they lose Russ, uh, the Rams are still going to be good. The Cardinals, obviously, not great right now. So I mean, who knows? Yeah, that's honestly. Uh... Plus, if they don't get him, who's going to stop Chris Carson? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to build. You got to beef up that D line in San Francisco. Sure. Um, but yeah, if you're the if you're the 49ers, you really hope that the Cardinals take Murray because then you 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 you'll have your choice of whoever. Yes. But Bosa seems like a very ideal scenario if he falls to you too. So yep. yeah, I mean, that's a very good pick as well. And you hope that the Cardinals pass on Bosa if you're San Francisco. Uh, TJ, third pick you can announce now on the clock. The New York Jets. The New York Jets. So. The Jets, uh, they got the quarterback. They don't need a quarterback. So we are going to go with uh, the New York Jets. The Jets are going to select uh, edge rusher Josh Allen out of Kentucky. Quarterback? Uh, Wyoming? <laughs> yeah, we're going to trade for Josh Allen. We're going to trade We're gonna trade Sam Darnold for Josh Allen, even though we selected Darnold over him last year. No, but Josh Allen, uh, he has 31 and a half sacks in his college career. 17 of them last season. So he had 17 sacks. I think that was, might have honestly been top of college. I don't really know. But uh, very fast, very explosive edge rusher. I've uh, heard a lot of good things. And, you know, he's 17 sacks in the SEC. That's, you know, the toughest football conference in college football. So I don't know. And if you look at the Jets as a whole, like things are really coming together with them. They had a really, obviously, a very big offseason signing C.J. Mosley and uh, Le'Veon Bell on the defensive and offensive side of the ball. So, I don't know. I think the Jets could really have a good year this year. If they add an elite talent like Allen, um, I think they're going to be set. So, I think the Jets are not too far off from uh, succeeding. So, And, I I mean, it's kind of great that they have the third pick because they can just take another elite talent and add it to a team that is already on the rise. So, that's what the Jets are doing. We're going with uh, Josh Allen out of Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. Now on the clock, John Gruden. John Gruden, the Oakland Raiders. Take it away. Uh, with the fourth overall pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Oakland Raiders select uh, defensive tackle Ed Oliver out of Houston. Yeah. So, anyway, back to, back to real life for a second. Jack uh, did a project, and – you you can explain it, Jack, but go ahead. Well, in my I'm in a sports management class, and one of our projects was just do you. We were each we each picked a uh, an NFL team, and we just drafted from their position, and it was the best project of my life. And I picked the Ra- we had the Raiders, 
Um, yeah, we went Ed Oliver. Um, well, okay. In real life, we did a mock trade um, where we gave up our third first-round pick, our second-round pick, our fourth-round pick, and we got Tyreek Hill and Emmanuel Agba. <laughs> so that was wild. Was that before or after the uh, broken arm of this kid? It was after. <laughs> but <laughs> Oh, you want him now. Um, anyway, I back to Ed Oliver, which is who we got in our class, in our, in our mock draft. I think him and Bosa are going to be the best – and best players in this draft, I'm leaning on Ed Oliver now over Bosa. But and me and Mitchell were kind of debating whether Quinn Williams or Oliver is the better D tackle. And I'm gonna, I'm leaning Oliver now, and I'm gonna tell you why. Um, statistically, on a per game basis, Oliver has more tackles for losses, sacks, and just total tackles in general. I mean, I understand that Williams comes from Alabama. That's a more loaded defense, and his stats will naturally be deflated. But I just still think that I think that Ed Oliver, if you look at their body types, is just more athletic. I mean, I'm not trying to knock Williams too much. He's going to be great. But and I really like these uh, after the combine. This Aaron Donald comparison to Ed Oliver. I, I really like the comparison. They have very similar combine stats. Uh, similar college stats, even though Oliver does edge out Aaron Donald college stats anyway. Um, same size coming out of the combine. I really like Ed Oliver. He's my pick for the role. Yeah, he, um, if you looked at mock drafts before the season started, he was going like number one. So, yeah. And I don't know why he slid. I mean, a lot of mock drafts have him like going like on the outside of the top 10. So I think, um, He's an elite talent, so I could definitely see him going top five, and I don't think that's a bad pick at all at number four. Yep. Yeah. So, TJ. Can I take a moment to just roast Antonio Brown now that we're talking about the Raiders? Uh, yeah, go ahead. R- real quick. You, you got 30 he's, seconds. He's yeah. a knee player. He sucks. He's selfish. And he I, sucks. Really hope the, I, I really hope the Raiders mess up this pick so that he's miserable there. I uh, couldn't agree more. Yes. That's all I want to say. Oh, one more thing. You suck, AB. There you go. Cool. You're, yeah, you're I had always, to hold back. You're, you're, you're always welcome to uh, to roast AB. We never have a problem with that. Uh, go ahead. Next team, TJ. Now on the clock, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, so I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Buccaneers, fifth overall, going to select Montez Sweet, edge rusher from uh, Mississippi State. If you watched the Instagram video I made a week and a half ago on the Giants, I think that uh, I talked about the Giants potentially drafting him. And I talked about how he potentially might drop in the draft because of a heart condition that he has, the team's discovered. Uh, But I'm not really worried about that here because this guy is – tall he's big and he can run a 4 4 40 so that's not really um i don't know i'm not really too worried about his heart condition i i'm willing to take that gamble because i think that he can be a special player and uh the buccaneers obviously don't really have the best defense and they can they need all the help they can get and um i think their offense is going to be good because it's in good hands of bruce arians who's just gonna you know i think 
kind of reinvent Jameis Winston, I think Jameis is going to have a good year. So I think the offense is going to be a good hands. I wasn't really thinking of any offensive, uh, taking of any offensive players here at this pick. And I just think Sweet's going to be really good. And I have no problem taking him here at five. Yeah. Good yeah. pick. So, so far we have um, all defensive linemen go in the top five. We have three edge rushers and two defensive tackles. So that's just something interesting to note. So loaded on the, obviously, D-line this year. Yeah, this is definitely a year to get your edge rusher, your franchise, uh, you know, guy to get after the quarterback. Yep. Uh, go ahead, TJ. Announce the next team. Now on the clock, New York Giants and Jack, I'm just telling you, don't do it. Don't do the it. The sixth overall pick, the New York Giants select Dwayne. No. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Not Dwayne <laughs> Haskins. Not Dwayne Haskins. Um, Russell Wilson. Giants select Devin White. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I think he's just a sideline to sideline defender. He's just like, I think he's the best. He's, I, I, it's not really, I, okay, it's, it's kind of close. Devin Bush is good, but Devin White is going to be a, a star in the NFL. He's, I mean, uh, athletically, he's, and he impresses me. And I, I mean, the Giants, they they need help on defense. Their interior interior uh, linebackers. What they have? Um, I looked it up. Ogletree and another guy. I don't even think I heard of. Oh, his name was B.J. Goodson. I don't know if we know much about him, but I think they could they could definitely use a guy like Devin White. He could be a playmaker on defense to help save this <laughs> this franchise. Well, I don't, he's not gonna save the franchise. I think they gotta. Wait on a quarterback next year, or nah, draft, or draft, or draft Will Greer late, or go for us, which that'd be huge. Um, anyway, Devin White, that's my pick. Yeah, Devin White is very smart, uh, very smart football player, and I think that he can be. I really like him too. I talked about him in the Instagram video because I really did a lot of research on what the Giants should do, but. If he's there at six, I am very happy if the Giants select him if I'm a Giants fan. Um, go ahead, TJ. Seventh I'm on the clock. Tom Coughlin and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, so I'm Jacksonville. Uh, I noticed that all these quarterbacks are slipping here in the draft, in our hypothetical draft here. Uh, but I'm still not going to take one because, obviously, as you all know, if you're listening to this, I'm not, uh, not a fan of this year's quarterbacks at all. And we just signed Nick Foles to a big contract, so we're going to see how he rolls. Dare I say it? Yeah, BDN. Yeah, uh, my, that's so what I was going to say. Threw him a lot of money, and he's going to be our guy, at least for the time being. So I'm really looking at what the Jaguars are trying to establish as their identity as a team. And I think it's going to – they're going. To, hopefully they're going to get back to running the ball with Leonard Fournette. Um, I know he's had some injury concerns, but in order to protect him, we're going to beef up that O-line. So, without further ado, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to select offensive tackle Andre Dillard out of Washington. Um, I think he's the best off. I think he's the best offensive lineman in this draft. Uh, scouts are really high in his pass blocking ability, and they're saying that he's the best best at least the best pass blocker in this draft. So they're going to protect Foles and hopefully just you know pave the way for Fournette as well. And also. Shout out to uh, Jake from Dirty Dozen. He uh, he also really likes Dillard, and I trust Jake's opinion because I feel like he's done a lot of research too. So that's why I went with Dillard. 
So yeah, there you good have pick. it. Andre Dillard at number seven. Yeah, good pick. Yep. Now on the clock, Detroit Lions. Uh, so, uh, where'd this go? I was looking at something. All right. So the eighth overall pick in the 2010 NFL draft, the Detroit Lions select edge rusher Brian Burns, defensive end, I'm sorry. Or is he a outside linebacker? I don't even know. Almost the same thing. Just depends on the scheme. Anyway, Brian Burns is my pick. Uh, I, I, as we said before, this um, this uh, draft class is loaded with DNs, pass rushers, people to get the quarterback. Um, so the guys left here, you really just I'm deciding between Rashawn Gary and Brian Burns. Um, a lot of mocks have Gary going four or five, but I I feel like lately he's just kind of like under not underwhelming. He hasn't played, but just like. Not many are talking about him lately, but I mean, statistically looking at college stats, Burns played in 33 games, had 38.5 tackles for losses, 23 sacks. Gary played in 34 games, only 23 tackles for losses, nine and a half sacks. So statistically, Burns blows Gary out of the water. I guess Gary's got that kind of, I don't know, raw talent that NFL scouts are looking for, but I think Brian Burns would be the pick here for the Lions. There you go. He, uh, I've seen a lot of mocks where he falls. Who, so. Burns or Gary? Uh, not Gary, Brian Burns. Okay. So, yeah, yeah no, I know. There's a lot of edge rushers to pick from, so you got to pick whatever one you like. Yeah. Um, Commissioner? I'm going to – don't say the pick as I say because i got something to say about this one. Okay. Interesting. Now on the clock. Buffalo Bills, I would just like to say that while I haven't heard of 90% of the guys you've said already, I'd be, ta- <laughs> I'd be taking DK with this pick. Okay. You uh, would. I am not going to take DK Metcalf. They need to get Josh Allen some help. Well, inter- funny you say that because I am actually going to give him some help here. With the ninth pick in the draft, the, this, the 2019 NFL draft, the Buffalo Bills select tight end from Iowa, TJ Hawkinson. Hmm. Awesome yeah. to get drafted. What a feeling. Yeah, so I uh, I really like Hawkinson. Uh, he's he's drawn a lot of comparisons to George Kittle, who also went to Iowa. Uh, he's big. He can block really well, which is something that tight ends really uh, – it's kind of a lost art among tight ends in today's NFL game. Today's NFL um, game. Uh, Andrew yeah. Kim uh, – Heinz Ward is a great uh, blocker. Yeah, no, blocking is important. TJ <laughs> Hawkinson is, I think he's just going to be all around really good. And um, I, like you said, Josh Allen needs some help. He needs some weapons out there. And you got a guy that can run in the middle of the field and give him some short underneath routes. We all know that Josh Allen has some accuracy issues. So maybe Hawkinson can uh, give him a nice big target in the middle of the field. To uh, So I don't know. I really, I think that's a good fit for the Bills. All right. Please pass on Dwayne again, Jack. We want him to go undrafted. That's my dream. Undrafted? Yes. <laughs> if, well, he's sitting, undrafted if he's sitting there in the seventh mock. round, I hope no, the Steelers no, get him. No, in this mock. Oh, okay. I thought you meant in the, in the whole draft. Oh, that like, would be a, a real dream. But, uh, uh, okay. All right. Now anyway. on the clock, John Elway. Uh, yeah, so with the 10th overall pick in the 2019 NFL draft, the Denver Broncos select Jawan Taylor. Uh, offensive tackle, tackle, offense, yeah, offensive tackle, 
out of University of Florida. Um, so, situationally, the Broncos, um, they don't need an edge rusher. <laughs> I mean, they got uh, Chubb and, and Von Miller on both sides, so I, I feel like they're pretty set there. Um, oh, even though Gary, he's not going to go drafting this, is he? We didn't, no one pick Gary. No. Okay. <laughs> Rashawn Gary. But, um, anyway, I think that they could use an offensive lineman. I did read it. This was one of their draft needs. Um, I think any, honestly, any team could use help on their offensive line. It's such like an underrated part of an offense. Um, uh, often a good, uh, even better offensive line is going to help second-year running backs, uh, Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman. And if they decide to stick with Flacco, I mean, he's going to need some protection. Um, I do think – see, none of these quarterbacks impress me too much. Um, I think Will Greer is worth the stock that he's – like the – the value that you're going to get. So I think he, he's some, he's something that maybe a team like the Broncos should target if they're looking to look for, if they're looking for like a longer term quarterback, uh, but that would be later rounds. He's well, definitely not. I, just, a first I just realized that in your mock draft, you didn't have Tyler getting in the top 10 and he's going to be the first pick. Uh, yep. I think right. if, the, if your situation played out where they, they didn't take him, I think someone would trade up to get him. Well, yeah, obviously they, Quarterbacks are always going to be overpriced, but that's just that we're not very high in the quarterbacks. So well, that's just Dwayne, like I said, Dwayne should go undrafted. He sucks. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that is going to round out our top. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Bonus, bonus question. Okay. Where does DK Metcalf or whatever it is uh, get drafted? Uh. I. I mean, I. I think, got him at seventeen I, to the New saying, York Giants. Are you saying where I think he's going to get drafted? Yeah, I'm saying 17, New York Giants. I think he'll go... Or the Bengals. I think he'll go in between picks 15 and 20, if I had to guess. Yeah, so, I think he'll go around there. I wouldn't get him in the first round. Yeah. Wow. He's, um, he's your Dwayne. And yeah, anyway, one word in the Denver Broncos. I've uh, been reading and hearing that John, well- John Elway really likes Drew Locke, so I really think they're going to get him. Yeah, true. Yeah, we know how Flacco loves to be around a young quarterback. Uh, yeah, doesn't seem very willing to help. Him. No, he's a. I can't. He's not good. He's a. He's a bad guy. He's an Antonio Brown. There you go. Yes. So I'm just gonna read off what we did. Uh, we went with the Cardinals getting Quinnen Williams, 49ers Nick Bosa, Jets Josh Allen, Raiders Ed Oliver. Bucks, Montez Sweet, Giants, Devin White, um, Jacksonville, Andre Dillard, Detroit, Brian Burns, Buffalo, TJ Hawkinson, and Broncos, Jawan Taylor. So that's our mock draft here at the Hotline Podcast. The draft is in a week and a half next Thursday, April 25th, and it's going to be a fun night. Yep. Uh, to close out the show, TJ's going to run through his NBA Playoff prediction. He's our in-house NBA expert for this episode. Yeah, can so, like I haven't looked at a bracket though. Could you like run <laughs> this stuff? Like yeah. I know who my finals is gonna be, but uh, I didn't even know the playoffs started. Until, yeah, the, play- oh, goodness. the playoffs. Right. The playoffs started on uh yesterday. Yes, Saturday. I found that out because people were. I was like, oh, who are the who are the Sixers? Why does everybody care about this game? They're like it's playoffs. 
It's like, oh, yeah. how many games do they have left? Yeah, no, they started on Saturday. Most and of the D'Angelo series. Russell took them down. Okay, calm down, buddy. Uh, all of the games are just one one game in, so not too much hasn't happened yet. So, TJ, your prediction and, still and, has and let And has, let the record be clear that I actually want the Sixers to win it all. Okay. I would be a Sixers fan if I had to be. Okay. Uh, so I'm just going to go through them real quickly, and you're going to tell me who wins. In the West, the one seed Golden State Warriors versus the L.A. Clippers, who are the eight seed. Right now, Golden State is up one nothing. Golden State. Golden State. Uh, easy pick there. Uh, the four seed, Houston Rockets. Five seed, Utah Jazz. And it's 0-0 right now. Houston. Houston. Uh, the three-seeded Portland Trailblazers versus the six-seeded Oklahoma City Thunder. Right now, Portland's up one nothing. Give me the Thunder. The Thunder, okay. And the two-seed in the West, Denver Nuggets versus the seven-seeded San Antonio Spurs. Right now, the Spurs are up one nothing in the series. Denver's gonna win. Denver, okay. Um, I'll hop to the East. The NBA does not recede, just so you don't, so you know that. Uh, the one-seeded Milwaukee Bucks versus the eight-seeded Detroit Pistons. The Bucks are up Bucks. one nothing currently. Bucks. Uh, four seed Celtics, five seed Pacers. Celtics up one nothing in the series. Celtics. Celtics. Three seeded Sixers, six seeded Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn is up one nothing. Sixers. Sixers. Okay. Uh, I hope that I hope the Nets win so bad, but we'll see. The two seeded Toronto Raptors versus the seventeen Orlando Magic. Right now, the Magic are actually up one nothing. Yeah, the Magic are my bandwagon team for this playoffs. I have no idea why, but. They are. Are you picking them or are you picking Toronto? Oh, I'm picking Toronto. But, like, if I could pick one team to win it all, give me the magic. That'd be fun. You just said the Sixers. <laughs> all right. I meant, like, a realistic pick is the Sixers. But, like, if I could just pick a random team to win it all, it'd be cool. If, like, the magic one. Well, the magic, that's not much of a bandwagon. They're one of the worst teams in the playoffs. Not a bandwagon. I meant, like, underdog. Okay. Not- all right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, in the second round, the one-seeded Golden State Warriors will meet the four-seeded Houston Rockets. Who's winning this one, TJ? Bye-bye, Golden State. We hate to see you go. He's picking the Rockets, and there you have it, folks. Now, let the record be clear. If someone was holding a gun to my head, I'd pick the Warriors to win it all, but I'm not. TJ is a bold guy. He's going with the Rockets. TJ is fortunately not being held hostage, and he can pick the Rockets. Yes. Yeah, so you got free will. Yeah. All right, so you pick the uh, the other semifinal matchup is the six-seeded Oklahoma City Thunder versus the Denver Nuggets. Who wins this one? Nuggets. No. Okay, big on the Nuggets. Big Nugget guy. Uh, Bucks, Celtics. Second round in the East. Celtics. Celtics, I like it. Good man. Wrong. Was that, did Joey say that? Or is that Jack? That was me, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was Joey chimes in, finally. Uh, keep, keep going, I'm intrigued. Joey, okay. get out of here. Uh, <laughs> the Sixers or the Raptors? Sixers. In seven. In, okay, in seven. All right, so we got the conference finals. We got the Houston Rockets and the Denver Nuggets. Yes, uh, Rockets. No. No way. <laughs> All right. And then the Celtics Sixers. Celtics. Good. Smart guy. Smart guy. And, and Rockets in five. 
in five. And let the record be clear for this. I only pick the Rockets if Chris Paul's healthy the whole time. There you have it, folks. TJ, Anthony. NBA expert. NBA expert. Tom Not even Anthony. close. Some Someone who would cancel the NBA if, if it was allowed. Like, if what? I had a button that said, the click this and the NBA will never be played again, I would do it. Yeah, TJ's not an NBA guy, but he's also the expert in, in this episode. Didn't even know the playoffs were happening, but that's just how we roll here. Uh, there you have it, folks. Yep. Houston over Celtics in five, and that's what TJ's going with. All right, that's going to close out the episode here today. Thank you all for listening. If you did, uh, thanks, guys, for coming on. It's been fun. Yeah, yeah. Go Isles. Yeah. Go Isles for TJ's sake. Go Penguins for us. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and us on Apple Podcasts, the Hogline Podcast. And follow the show on Instagram at Hogline Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Mitchell Manis. Follow Jack at underscore Jack dot Manis underscore. Wait, wait, wait. Time out, time out, time out. I just read the best tweet of my night. Breaking news. Mike Tarico will call his first ever NHL playoff game on Tuesday. Oh. Islanders Penguins. Oh, no way. Oh, wow. There you have it, folks. Breaking news right at the end of the episode here. Mike Tirico announcing his first NHL playoff game. Follow us on Instagram, folks, and have a good night. Yep.